Where is she being, Serene? And who am I? That's not a secret I'll never tell. You know you love me. XOXO. Gossip Girl. All right, Couch Potatoes, I am back with one of my favorite guests that we've had in the past. You may remember her from our horrible audio quality <laughs> episode of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I've got Reebs with me. How are you, Reebs? I'm good. How are you? Good. We just spent a few minutes working with our sound quality and making sure that we are now both educated on how to do this and not sound <laughs> like shit. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> It was a struggle. This is not going to be 90s regret. This is going to be 2000s awesome. That's what it's going to be. We did, last time you were on, we got to have a little bit of a sampling for all of the things that you love with TV. But with your blog and the things that you do, you've got so many fun adventures that you go on. I just kind of want to get caught up with you and tell me about the things that you've done and seen since we last talked to you um let's see i so i think last we spoke was september so i did get mm -hmm. or sorry october so i think i spoke a little bit about going to the emmys which was really cool but this past weekend for a, another blog i write for tv after dark i had the opportunity to do the red carpet for the naacp image awards luncheon and it was so cool because it was my first experience i was totally freaking out i was like i don't know what to do everyone knew you each other and it was very nerve-wracking but it was definitely a cool experience because I got to see let's see who did I interview I got to see Yvette Nicole Brown which is really awesome I love yes, community yeah. like that's one of my favorite yeah shows. and I was so and she was just like so well-spoken like it was just so easy to talk to her I loved it and then I who else did I talk to some uh, one of the kids from This Is Us I spoke to um, uh, I think her name is pronounced Marseille Martin she's from Blackish she plays Diane mm -hmm. she was so adorable and she's also very well-spoken for like I think she's 12 years old <laughs> yeah like she was just so it was so cute yeah so it was a it was a good experience and I also learned that I really need to work on engaging in conversation with people who I have no idea who they are like, <laughs> you gotta fake it till you make it Rhea. come so on because with these awards right it recognizes people in literature music like anything and everything in the arts so there's a lot of people who i just had no idea so i was like totally fish out of water i'm like uh i don't know what to ask well you. that's a lot even for people like you and i who know so much about tv that's only one of the fields that they're oh, yeah. you know recognizing and giving awards in. like you and i can know everything about tv but yeah. literature and music and movies we're gonna fall behind yeah. on just by sheer probability yeah. and it was it was it was a good experience though because i'm hoping that we get to go back and do the actual award ceremony and if we mm -hmm. do that will be everyone and their mother idris elba's nominated jay-z's oh. nominated like, all these people are nominated right so i hope that if we get to go back that i would get to do all of that it's it was so easy to talk to people who i recognize so like it was very like simple conversation but yeah <laughs> but there was one person I talked to where I felt they were so awkward that I felt awkward <laughs> I'm like oh my god and, and they're a younger actor that I didn't I don't want to show that this person is in but uh, I love that you're not name dropping no. <laughs> by the way this is <laughs> but, like I felt so bad because I was like crap I don't know how to talk to him because I don't know anything about his show and so I made I had a general question I was asking people just like about how what their thoughts are and like how Hollywood's been and how politics and all that crap, right? So mm -hmm. I asked the blackish girl who's like 12 and she answered it so eloquently. But when I asked this other person, I was like, uh, okay, yeah, that was a mistake. I immediately regretted it. 
Oh, God. You sound like me in every social interaction that I have. That is my daily life, is when I say something awkward, and then instead of, like, trying to fix it or gloss over it, I just make it purposefully awkward, <laughs> so that it's just, I, there's there's no way they can be like, oh, that was an accident, like, she just feels uncomfortable. I'm like, no, I'm doing it on purpose, and we all feel really weird about it right it now, so, just so you know. It was hilarious, but it was definitely, <laughs> it was a really cool experience, because I was actually in New York just visiting friends. And I didn't realize this luncheon was on Saturday. We got approved a few days before. So I literally got on a plane, flew to LA, went to this thing, and I didn't have a microphone, tripod. And luckily, my brother works at Best Buy, so he got us all that stuff. And we somehow made it work. But it was it was definitely really, really fun. And I had such a good time. And yeah, so that was something big I've done. Re- that's the most recent thing I've done. Well, I have I have some questions. Yes. I'm going to take your side of it. Okay, so I've been doing this podcast thing for a while, and I know that other people have. I think that it's really cool, because I know that you're new into, you know, this blogging thing yeah. and doing what you're doing. You have been so successful in kind of getting, like, you've got advanced screeners for Netflix and stuff like that. You get to go to these fun and cool awards. How in the world is it that you're... I don't know. Like, I'm just so impressed with how far you've come and how well you're doing. How do you feel about it? And what advice would you have for people who are trying to get into the field that you're in right now? Um, yeah, so I'm actually just as surprised as you are. So I, <laughs> I started, what, in July, actually. Like, that was when I first started my blog. And I very quickly realized that Twitter is your best friend. And it's how we met, right? Like, it's It's amazing how much you can connect with people so quickly. And I realized it's really all about getting on Twitter, finding other blogs that are, you know, into this stuff. Because I actually didn't realize or know anything about like getting on Twitter and connecting with people in this way. Right. And and I think that's been very instrumental for me. And it's cool because the more I started writing for other blogs. Um, and getting my name out there, it's helped me kind of connect with people. And like with some of the advanced screener is really cool because someone actually reached out to me to write for their blog. So that's how that happened. And I was totally not expecting it because I was like, wait, what? You want me to write for you and you get advanced screeners? Like what? That's awesome. It was so exciting. So yeah, I mean, as far as how it happened, I'm also very surprised. And it's like crazy because I realized that it's only just December and it's been five months since I started all of this. So, yeah, yeah, I mean... And you're going to the Emmys, you're going to luncheons, (laughs) you're all over the place. You went to, um, when you were in London, you went to a red carpet premiere, didn't you? Yeah, well, that was just, like, me and my siblings, like, we just do... Oh, that was just stalking Yeah, that was just us being stalkers. Uh, So we, like, it was, (laughs) we were actually out all day just, like, sightseeing, and we knew that the uh, premiere was going to happen, but we actually, by the way, I have to, like... really applaud London's like way of handling premieres over how we do stuff um yeah yeah, like we just went to it was at the Royal Albert Hall and we were in the area so we're like oh we'll go check it out blah 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 and there was just a dude handing out wristbands I took one not knowing what it was for at all and uh (laughs) later we went back and we're like actually can we find out what these get us like so basically like you all they do is they hand you a wristband you get in line and then you get to see all this cool stuff and it's that simple. And here I feel like it's such a struggle. Like, that would never happen. <laughs> no, here you have to, like, get get felt up by some producers before you can get anything. Oh, yeah. So. so that was really cool. And that was just us being, like, that's just something we've always done. Like, if we can kind of find our way into these kinds of things, we'll do it. So I think that's where probably, that's where I realized, like, I was not 
nervous about seeing celebrities when I was at the red carpet thing the other day. It was more just like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) You were just being awkward like everybody is sometimes, which is totally fine. Yeah, but it was, it's been really, really, really cool. And I think that would be my advice is don't be afraid to like reach out to people. Because I think the thing is when people start their own blogs, they're really concerned with how they're going to make their blog like great or how they're going to be successful in it. And I think the biggest lesson I've learned is you kind of have to write for other people to A, get experience and B, really get yourself out there, right? So I think that's really, really helped because I'm still working on my blog and it's still a work in progress. But I think all these experiences have helped me like make my own blog better. But I also have been able to just meet people everywhere in the world. Just networking like a motherfucker. Yeah, and I think that's very important. Everybody should really take advantage of Twitter. I'm sure everybody already does, and I'm just now realizing. Dude, okay, so I'll be 100% honest with you, because I'm very much in the same boat as you. I started my podcast in June. Before that, I literally only signed up for Twitter, because Wesley was doing, last March, he was doing the 90s Tune Tournament. And I wanted to vote and be able to, like, participate in it. So I signed up for Twitter to be able to do that. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So, and then, like, I made friends with all the different people whose podcasts I would listen to. People are so responsive and so nice and welcoming. And it's a really, it's a community that does not reflect the news version of what you get of humanity. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. It's, uh, it's, and even, I think Wesley also had reached out at some point just to be like, oh, hey, I'm, you know, starting this new site, da-da-da. And even then, it was just so friendly. That's, I think, why it's so easy to connect with people in this world, because you can just nerd out and just be normal people and you don't have to worry about whatever shit's going on in the world. (laughs) Exactly. People are so nice. And maybe it's just because we're all in a safe zone and we all feel welcome and inclusive and it just kind of keeps that positive momentum going forward. But whatever it is, it's, it's really been the highlight of my 2017 is all of the friendships and the interactions and stuff like that that I've had in the Twitter sphere. And I, honestly, before I signed up for Twitter, I was like, I'm never going to get Twitter. That's <laughs> stupid social media. But like I was bashing it hardcore. I do the same thing with Snapchat and all that shit. So I, I'm <laughs> sorry, Snapchat. I'll probably be your best friend in 2018, but yeah. I just, I love it. Yeah, so no. shout out to everybody listening to the two of us gush about Twitter. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we love you, Hurts. Twitter. heart emojis oh my god i'm so like the other thing that i love about twitter and this is just totally off topic i love the gifts (laughs) if i could gif war with people all day and find like the most appropriate and like funniest thing that is my favorite thing i love that it has like the ability for you to just like search whatever you're thinking and it just brings it up it's It's amazing it's got everything you literally could think of anything random and put it together and it will have a fucking gift for it i love it it's like it can see into my mental pictures that I'm creating, and it just projects them. It's, it's amazing. Awesome. I know. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to, before we take our break, I'm going to go ahead and bring us back to 2007. Oh, by the way, if you didn't look at the episode title, we're going to be talking about gossip yeah. today. So you already know what it is. Are you ready, I am ready. to remember what life was like 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. So when I say 10 years ago in my head, it doesn't feel like that long. And, but then when I look at some of the shit that happened, it feels like forever ago. All right. (laughs) So the shows that were big in 2007, uh, Dexter, because obviously, did you like Dexter, by the way? I loved it until the finale. God, you and I are in the same boat. We are the same person. We're going to have exactly mirroring (laughs) opinions, I feel like, of this show. (laughs) We are. Ugly Betty, Entourage, 
The IT Crowd, The Wire, The Office, Heroes, My Name is Earl, American Idol, and my motherfucking favorite, Arrested Development. Yes. So, yeah. The Office is also fantastic. It really is. Did you see all the rumors that they're bringing it back? Yes. And I hate when they bring shows back. I'm really nervous because they're not going to have Steve Carell in it anyway. Well, which I guess he left, but still. Like, yeah, uh-huh. but that's when the show went downhill and its original run was when Steve Carell left. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I don't want them to do that. I'm nervous about that, too. Yeah, it's like when Arrested Development came back for season four. <laughs> Please don't do that. And now I'm really nervous. Season five's coming up in 2018. Yeah. And Dan and Caleb over at Netflix and Swill, because it's a Netflix show now, they're like, we want you to come on and talk about season five. I'm like, oh, God, I hope it's good. I do not want to <laughs> have to, like, bash Arrested Development. That's going to break my heart. You're like, Please. <laughs> I know. Anyways, the movies that year, Michael Clayton, Hot Fuzz, Spider-Man 3, Knocked Up, Atonement, Grindhouse, Juno with my girl Ellen Page, and There Will Be Blood with the masterful Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, snap. How do you feel about There Will Be Blood? A lot of people think it's overrated. I love it, personally. I actually like it. Okay. Yes. We twinsies. You're in my brain. (laughs) We twinsies. We be twinsies. The top musical hits that year, (laughs) What Goes Around Comes Around by my boy JT. (laughs) Oh, my God. Actually, um, that's in the first episode of Gossip Girl. <laughs> right? Yeah. Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. Umbrella by Rihanna. Hey There Delilah, which got overplayed like a motherfucker. Oh my god. And then probably the most 2007 hit of that year was Soldier Boy's Crank That. Oh, what? That was back then. <laughs> Super Soak That Ho! <laughs> doing the dance right now. <laughs> if you if you can hear that title and not hear the dun, 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 then I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> uh, the celebrity deaths that year we had Anna Nicole Smith died. I can't believe that was only ten years ago. By the oh, way, I feel like that was like nineties. Oh my god, yeah, Tammy Faye Messner. Anybody doesn't know who that is? She was on The Surreal Life, and she was the wife of like a TV and. In- evangelicist whatever tv preacher don't judge my pronunciation <laughs> and my knowledge of vocabulary uh merv griffin died robert goulet goulet evil knievel and paparazzi died that year and ike turner other events we had the release of the iphone and the android the don't tase me bro viral video came out <laughs> britney spears shaved her head oh damn that was then the final Harry Potter book was released, and we were introduced to the concept of Rick Rolling. If you don't know what it is, you guys can look it up. So, we're going to go ahead and pause for a brief break, and when we come back, Reeves and I are going to... Huh, we're going <laughs> to attempt to discuss everything that we want to talk about with 2007's Gossip Girl, because it is a sensory overload, <laughs> we'll say. The Via VHS podcast is changing lives. Here's some testimonials. Bill from Tallahassee, Florida says, I was able to quit my job and get a Ferrari, just like Magnum P.I. Sue from San Diego, California says, Wow, it really helped with my crippling depression. Thanks, Via VHS. And Tom from Charlotte, North Carolina says, It cured my genital warts. Wow. Listen to the Via VHS podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Never tell me 
It is time for some XOXO Gossip Girl. I just want to let everybody know that back in October, I want to say, I put out a thing on Facebook, like, asking people to let me know what shows they wanted to cover. And you said you wanted to cover Gossip Girl. I did. So, I'm going to ask you, like I usually ask people, what do you love about Gossip Girl? Oh my god, what do I not love about it? First of all, it was always the New York City thing, because when it first came out, I had never been to New York, Mm -hmm. so there was this magical idea of what New York City would be like, and then what's better than a show in New York City about people who are ridiculously rich and so dramatic? So I was just totally enamored by this crazy rich lifestyle in New York, and I'm just like, this is never going to be anything I'll see anywhere, so I was just so amused by their life and everything you see on the show. It's very decadent is the word I'm going to use. Yeah, no, I agree. I forgot to give the little informational stuff about Gossip Girl because I was so excited to talk about it. It (laughs) aired from 2007 to 2012 on The CW. It's rated a 7.4 on IMDb, which actually kind of surprised me. Yeah. It's pretty good. I was on for six seasons, 121 episodes. The logline is privileged teens living on the Upper East Side of New York can hide no secret from the ruthless, omnipresent blogger, which is obviously (laughs) Gossip Girl. Starring Blake Lively, Leighton Meester, Penn Badgley, Chase Crawford, Ed Westwick, Jessica Zor, and Kristen Bell as the narrator. If you don't know who their characters are, you're going to be completely lost in this review, so <laughs> sorry. I watched this show, I want to say probably like 2010, I binged it on Netflix. I was a big fan of Sex and the City when it was on, and mm-hmm. I feel like this kind of pays homage to it. It has a very similar vibe, especially with all the fashion and the glamour and stuff like that. Yeah. And they're all leading these ridiculous lives with all these white people problems. (laughs) I just... (laughs) It's so funny, actually, watching it. I'm just like, is this really a problem, though? It's not. These problems, they're so dramatic about everything. Yeah. But then there are some heavier issues. Chuck Bass trying to rape a 14-year-old in the first season. The foreshadowing much? Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and talk about... Let's go ahead and say, which characters do you like the most? We'll start getting Um, into some character analysis real quick. I really, really, really love Serena, especially like watching it again from the start. I still have to rewatch later on, but I always really loved Serena because she was a part of the world and she went crazy in that world. But then I like that when we first see her character, it's her trying to redeem herself. And I feel like that kind of sticks through the rest of the series where she's always trying to be a better version. And I think while everybody else is obsessed with their money and their lifestyle, I like that in her, there was, I guess, that level of humanity where she's just like, I want to be a better person. And I think there were times where that slipped, but I I really love that about her. And I think that's why she went on to be one of my favorite characters on the show. Yeah, I can see that. Anybody else that you really enjoyed? (sighs) I feel like there's characters that I like and characters that I enjoy, that they're two separate categories. Yeah. For maybe someone like Nate, I just like to look at. I don't know if (laughs) I have to rewatch some of the later episodes, but just like watching him in the beginning, I was just like, he's kind of annoying and just complainy. But then I realized in the beginning, his story is also super complicated with his dad's story and everything. So I just liked looking at him. I don't know if I loved, loved him. And I really actually loved Dan's character. I liked that there was a character in there that wasn't part of their world, even though later he becomes an extreme part of it. Yeah. But I liked that initially he wasn't, and it was 
again, like someone that's just not connected to that world. And he was relatable in the geeky, nerdy way. Right? He loved reading, writing, and all that kind of thing. And I think that for me was big because I'm not a big writer like he was, but I loved reading. And I think I connected with him on that. I think that everybody has felt like that outsider and felt like yeah. they didn't belong and were trying to be a part of whatever group they wanted to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of that whole immersion process. Yep. I'm going to say, honestly, I know you're going to have something to say about this. My favorite character, when you look at the series as a whole, is Chuck Bass. Really? <laughs> I feel like his character arc was probably the most well-developed, and for them to take him from the slimy piece of shit that he was in season one, yeah. and then actually make me care about him and root for him and want him to be happy, yeah. that was a really impressive transition and really good writing and acting. I just hated the way he looked. <laughs> Everything about him irritated me. He's fucking scarf. I'll go ahead and get into this now. The fashion and the hair is such a time capsule for that period. Yeah. The guys with their fucking gelled down bangs and like Kate Gosselin <laughs> spiked hair in the back and just, it was a lot. Yeah, no. Pointing that out though, I think you're absolutely right. Because he starts out as such a creep and he's so weird and they overdo how creepy he really oh, is. Oh God. Like, it's intense because he's trying to hook up with Jenny and then he's so sleazy. But by the finale, I can see why you think that because his journey with his dad or trying to make something of himself or his mom and all that or with Blair. So I actually agree. Like, that's actually a good point because even though he's creepy AF in real life too now. Creepy AF. (laughs) Even though I know how much I end up loving Chuck Bass, in the first season, he gives me the creeps and the cringes. Yeah. And uh, just rewatching some of the first episodes, I'm just like, oh my god, can I get further into the series already where he's not so creepy anymore? Yeah. When we talked about doing this, I went ahead and started watching Gossip Girl, so I literally watched every episode from one. I'm on episode nice. 20 of season four right now, so 420, real quick while we're talking about Chuck Bass's creepiness. The CW didn't want to cast Ed yeah. Westwick, claiming he looks more like a serial killer than a romantic lead. <laughs> I actually read that too. I was laughing when I saw that. Fucking hilarious. I think what won me over with Chuck was when he and Blair, I think they're, when they're in college and they're actually like seriously dating and she's questioning herself and there's one scene, it just, oh, it broke my heart and it was so sweet. He was like, I think they're at the movie premiere where Hilary Duff is like the celebrity. I didn't want to use hard, but Blair Waldorf does not give up. I'm not giving up. I've made a strategic retreat. Potato, potato. You don't understand. I do understand. Let me help. No, Chuck, NYU is not the Upper East Side. They don't care about Constance or the social hierarchy. They don't care that I'm Blair Waldorf. It's over. And you do this to me. What are you talking about? I'm Chuck Bass, and I told you I love you. You're saying I'm easier to win over than a bunch of pseudo-intellectual homesick malcontents. You really insult me like this. It's not how it is. It's exactly how it is. So the next time you forget, you're Blair Waldorf. Remember, I'm Chuck Bass. And I love you. Aww. Like, uh, if only you weren't creepy, that would be beautiful. <laughs> well, he wasn't yeah. creepy then. They were a really good couple. They really you were. See, like, think about how they support each other yeah. and have each other's back. It was probably the healthiest version of the unhealthiest relationship you could imagine. Yeah, no, I agree. And I was really happy with the way the show ended, too. Just, like, with who ended up with who. And I think they did a really good job with that, too. Yeah. Dan and Serena going back and forth really got old. Yeah, they did go back and forth. Serena was such a slut. (laughs) Can I just say that? 
<laughs> she was. She was so finicky, and every time she would get, you know, get swept up in it, like with her teacher. Oh, or whatever, yeah. like, oh this is meant to be, and then literally the next episode, I don't think it's going to work out. Okay, well, I understand, like, she doesn't even fight for it. She's so used to having so many dudes in and out of her bed. It got really dizzying to yeah. keep up with how many people she And it's fuck. crazy. I guess eventually, like, their parents were married. It gets crazy because I think her and Chuck never actually did anything, even though he tried. Of course he tried. He was the creepiest motherfucker ever in yeah. season one. But that's always, that's interesting because everybody else she pretty much slept with. Oh, yeah. She banged any, except for Rufus and Chuck. Yeah, I think everybody else. <laughs> she hoed it up. Like I said, I think it was because of the Blair-Chuck relationship. I got won over by Blair a mm-hmm. little bit. I, for the most part, I don't like a lot of these characters, but it's one of those things, like, with Suits, with you and oh, Fuzzy God. Dan, yeah. how you like to watch the train wreck. I feel like that's why this show is so engrossing, because it's all these horrible people, and you watch them get sucked up in their own drama and fall on their own faces. So it's like, oh, yeah, I hate you. I want to watch you fail and become miserable. Yeah. It's really addicting. Yesterday, I kid you not, I just sat there and watched 10, 11 episodes back-to-back, not realizing how much time I just... Because I was so amused by what was going on. I'm like, I forgot how addicting all the drama and all their problems are. <laughs> you get sucked into it like it's a big deal that Lily can't go to the pink party because she's under house arrest. Oh, yeah. because, and it's all so convoluted how they these problems layer on top of each oh, yeah. other. <laughs> oh, it is so ridiculous. Or like, who are they going to marry? I forgot Blair's whole thing with the Prince of Monaco. Oh, yeah, with Louis. That's where I am right now is in season four. No, I went back to season five and started at the beginning of that because I was like, oh, they're in L.A. It's the obligatory New York to L.A. Oh, transition yes. that happens all the time. Oh, yeah, the one where she's working on the movie set and all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like this is something that's written by like a 14-year-old sometimes when you're trying to describe it and explain what's happening. It's like middle school problems that are in this glitzy, glamorous life. Hilarious. Oh, I forgot about that because it's Chuck and Nate go to LA too and then Elizabeth Hurley's in it, right? Yeah. Oh, we had that whole drama. And then there's the whole Ivy situation who is oh supposed to be the cousin. <laughs> the fake cousin. Yeah! This shit! I swear to God... This is the, and I don't even know how, if I were to try to unravel all this, I would be so impressed with myself for being able to follow all of these different <laughs> lines of convolution. And um, then, yeah. well, then Ivy and Rufus, too. I forgot about yeah. that. Okay, let's talk about some of the characters that you didn't like. I hate Lily, Bass, Humphrey, Vanderwoodson. Like, I do not like Lily at all. I, I didn't like her either. I just thought she was, I mean, she was definitely pretentious. She was such a shitty mom. Yeah. She's, and she's, like so cold yeah i don't know why first of all rufus is a fucking stupid name also but i don't know why <laughs> they're attract he's attracted to her why anybody how she's got six husbands makes no sense to me but one of the baldwins was the that was <laughs> yeah i think dad, it was right? billy baldwin isn't it the one that was in biodome <laughs> i don't remember i forgot though i just realized yesterday when i was watching it i was like wait i remember her actual dad is in the show too yeah i think it's yeah. the i think it was the baldwin that was in biodome is her dad and if not then it's the even lesser known baldwin which is oh fucking impressive who else did you not like i didn't like vanessa she was kind of annoying mm. I don't like her. I just remember Lady. She was a really a big part of the college season, right? Because it was her, Hillary Duff, and him. But like, I really didn't care for her, even when she comes comes back in that first episode. Or sorry, the first season. No, she's a gossipy little bitch. Like she's like, I don't want to be involved in your world. Oh, by the way, I heard that Dan and Blair were kissing. You should know. 
can you just stop? And she hooks up with Chuck, right? Which is not a surprise, but she has... She hooked up with Chuck twice. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh. But Chuck's fucked everybody, Yeah, so, so that's not really a shock. No. Jenny Humphrey's hair got on my nerves oh my the longer God. and moppier it got. Oh, God, her bangs and then her oh. gothic look. And the obvious extensions. Remember, Brittany shaved her head this year, and so when it started to grow out, and you can see like where the extensions were twisted on <laughs> at the root of the hair. <laughs> Vanessa and Jenny both got hair extensions the same season, and they look so bad. Uh, yeah, no, I remember that. That drove me crazy. You're like, oh, it's been six months. My hair grew eight feet. That's realistic, <laughs> right? Meanwhile, the rest of us here are trying to grow our hair even a couple inches. Right? I think Jenny, Vanessa, even though I think. What's her face? Michelle attracted uh, Georgina. Oh, Georgina Sparks. I did like her in the show, like, but her character was so... She was a mess. I thought that she did... And I usually hate Michelle Trackenberg because of what Mm -hmm. she did to Buffy. (laughs) She was fucking horrible. But she did a really good job, and I guess it's the way that her facial expression is with the shape of her face... But she did a really good job of portraying innocent and evil within a split second of each other. I could see her being the most manipulative evil bitch and then also like that doe-eyed Midwestern girl that can con everybody. Yeah, especially when she has the kid when she comes back and says it's (laughs) Pam's baby. Yes, there is a Russian mobster baby in this show too. (laughs) Oh man, I... I was, was watching it yesterday. I was just like, I forgot how much I loved this show. I didn't care for, even though I could not relate to any part of it. I was just like, man, this show is amazing. I'm not ashamed of anything I watch, but this is one of those shows that would completely fit in the category of guilty pleasure. Oh, for Because sure. there is nothing, it's the same thing. I used to watch Bravo, like all the Real Housewives shows. Yeah. And I would get made fun of, like, why do you watch this? You're a smart girl. I'm like, because sometimes you want to turn your brain off. Yeah. This is a show that you can just turn your brain off. You get the visual simulation of all the gorgeous outfits and beautiful parties and, you know, gorgeous locations. Everything is so over the top and indulgent and gorgeous. It's a fun little brain vacation. Yeah, and it's an escape from reality. It's not what your life is, right? So, I mean, yeah. whatever. It's not always everyone's life. So it's a nice escape from reality. And I re- realized yesterday, I was like, this is a good time to escape from reality because sometimes the things going on especially right now it's you watching you're just like taken away in their drama and their lifestyle and it's just nice to like chill and let it be yeah and it's one of those things where you're like oh see rich people have problems too (laughs) yeah they don't know what gown to wear today they don't know if they should marry the prince of monaco or their billionaire real estate mogul boyfriend Poor thing. Uh, Fucking ridiculous. (laughs) I did notice on, you probably saw it on the trivia too, because I keep going back to the fashion. I feel like this is, like I said, a time capsule thing. You look at, first of all, Serena's skirts could not be any shorter. And I guess that's because she's slutting it up so much. It's like an easy access thing. But her skirts are literally like an inch below where her ass cheeks would end. Oh, yeah. In every time she's wearing a skirt. It's ridiculous. It's insane. But it was so mid-2000s. Everything they wore, like the peasant boheme things and like all those super bright colors. Oh, yeah. And their costume designer actually did work on Sex and the City as well. Oh, okay. Makes sense. So that's kind of like where you get all that over-the-top fashion stuff. That was probably, that's the most fun part of the show for me is all the different clothing and accessories and stuff like that. It's just... I love it. Do you love it too? Or am I just the girly girl that can't stop looking at it? No, no, no. I I love, especially like episodes with Blair's mom. Oh, Eleanor Waldorf. Yeah. So it's, 
I like the episodes where it's her line of clothes. It's so much fun to just admire all the clothes there. And I just love the way Blair and Serena dress. Like, even with uh, Serena's short dress. Well, because Blair and Serena both have opposite fashion mm-hmm. styles. Blair is very much of the conservative, Upper East Side traditional. And then yep. Serena's way more boheme yeah. and free-spirited. Yeah. And then you've got Jenny, who's doing punk princess <laughs> dumpster chic. Whatever that, whatever she has feels like. With the fucking raccoon eyes and just everything. She's just such a mess. Jenny really, I loved Jenny in the first season Mm -hmm. and then she got more and more annoying. I remember reading in the gossip magazines that Taylor Momsen was like getting a big head ego and stuff. They just wrote her off the show because of it. Yeah, and then I think she said that she, because she was in a band, right? And I think at the time, like, she kind of played it off as, oh, I'm touring with my band. So that's why I'm not going to be on the show anymore. I felt like Nate, like you said, was kind of vanilla. He didn't really have any interesting storylines. He more like got the the cast-offs of whatever they needed for filler. Yeah. He was just kind of, I mean, he was just always kind of there. I think they tried to give him some stories. When I look back on the show... I can think, okay, yeah, like Chuck and Blair or Serena and Dan, but like there was never anything. I forgot, what was his status at the end of the series? Was he married? I don't even remember. I remember him I and don't remember. like hooked up for a little while, and then he kept having affairs with all these older women. Yeah, with Elizabeth. <laughs> he was the... cougar bait. Yeah, so I feel like they never really gave him much of a story. There wasn't like a progression, I guess, right? Everybody else kind of went from this one thing to where it ended in the finale, so it was kind yeah. of, he was just kind of blah. Yeah. But it was interesting, though. I was reading how Blake Lively and Leighton Meester were not friends in real life. And uh-huh. the minute the cameras would turn on, they'd channel whatever Blake, or sorry, Blair and Serena. And then on the other hand, Ed Westwick and Chase Crawford were actually Biffles and they lived together. I was like, that's interesting. Aww. Yeah, I was like, that's interesting. Well, it's not a surprise that the girls didn't like each other, but you know. It's- no. But I was like, oh, that's cool. And another thing I was reading is that Blake Lively, for the wedding dress that she wore in the finale, she was fitted for it the day before her actual wedding to Ryan Reynolds. Oh, really? Yeah. She got married in my neck of the woods, too. I was living in South Carolina when they got married down in the Charleston area, too. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. Could they not be a more beautiful couple, by the way? Oh, my God. That's why, like, I think... I love them together so much. And I think that that's where even though Serena was slutty and this and that, I just see Blake Lively and I love her so much that I just can't shake that image of just loving her. She gets away with it. I mean, and she's so cute because she's a little homemaker. She wants to bake cupcakes, have a Gwyneth Paltrow type blog, but that's actually accessible for real life people. Yeah. And she's married to Ryan Reynolds, who actually is a realist with a great sense of humor. And they're both just gorgeous. Oh my God. So Don't they have a kid? They do. I think they have a kid, and I don't know if she was pregnant again or if she has two. I don't remember, but I know they definitely have one. That's either the ugliest kid in the world or the most gorgeous kid in the world. <laughs> it's always the good-looking people who produce the not-so-cute thing that's asked. I'm going to see if I can find a picture. I don't remember seeing pictures of this kid yeah. ever. They probably keep it under wraps. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Oh. I bet you it's a hideous monster then. It's got to be ugly. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. I read that Jennifer Lawrence auditioned for the role of Serena back in 2007. Which is crazy. I know. I couldn't imagine. I think Jennifer Lawrence, while she's got a very light and comedic personality, she probably could have pulled it off. Yeah. But it would have actually made the show not as ridiculous as it was. I guess she could channel the ratchetness that Serena got involved in. (laughs) 
Well, I could see that a little bit, but yeah, I, I'm really glad that they went with Blake Lively. I do think that was the best choice. And honestly, it's probably just because that's what we've seen and that's what we're used to. Yeah, for sure. But Jennifer Lawrence would have been weird. Lily Collins auditioned for Jenny Humphrey. I could see that. She probably wouldn't have annoyed me as much as Taylor Momsen yeah, did. So that's yeah, cool. I like Lily Collins. I could see her. I love Lily Collins. Mirror Mirror is probably the cutest movie I've ever seen. She's adorable. I was actually really sad because she, side note, she was in an Amazon show called The Last Tycoon, which got canceled, but she was really good in it. And did you watch the Netflix movie she was in, To the Bone or something? She plays in it. Uh-uh. Oh my god, you have to watch. It's I think it's To the Bone. It's something bone, and it's about her playing an anorexic girl. Oh my god, it's amazing. You have oh. to check it out. I'm, I can't believe more people don't know about it. It's just, it's amazing. She did so good in it. You know what's funny is Army Hammer had a, a storyline on Gossip Girl. Yeah. He was in Mirror Mirror with Lily Collins. There was a lot of guest appearances that are on the show. Like, yep. Winter, the guy that played Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan, had a very long-running storyline. What is it, Carter Bazin? Yes, Carter Bazin, the hot mess. Who was it? Hilary Duff was on there. Yep. Uh, Katie Cassidy from Arrow was on there as Julian. Juliet, yep. Juliet is something like that, yeah. I'm looking it up right now. So we also had this girl called Amanda Seton. She played Penelope. She was on The Mindy Project, and then she was also on that Robin Williams show with Sarah Michelle Gellar that he was doing before he passed away. Oh, yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. I think I remember for her too, but I do remember. One of Blair's minions in college is actually Amy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, that's Amy! Oh, that's so funny. I can't imagine her being in that kind of role just because of how you see her in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Right? Another minion was Dreama Walker, who was in Don't Trust the Bee and also in Compliance, that movie that's really creepy. Huh. Elizabeth Hurley was in 14 episodes. That's crazy. I can't believe she got such a big storyline. Yeah. Jack Bass, who plays Chuck's uncle, was, uh, what's his Dexter. name? I'm Dexter. Yep. It was Billy Baldwin. I was right. Oh, yeah, okay. You oh, you've got freaking Inconceivable as Cyrus Rose. Remember from Princess Bride? What's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the actor's name is Wallace Shawn. Yeah. I cannot remember his name in Princess Bride. Oh, Paul is going to kill me. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> But yeah, he plays like, Blair's stepdad. Eleanor Waldorf, the actress that plays her, was actually in Independence Day. I was watching that the other day on TV. I was like, oh, it's Eleanor. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's Jeff Goldblum's ex-wife. She's actually was in something else and I cannot remember right now. I saw her randomly. It was weird because it was a role where she was like cussing up the wazoo and it was so weird because I was like, I remember her as the mom. I can't remember what it was though. To look it up. Brittany Snow played the young version of Lily. Yes. And Kristen Ritter played the young version of Carol, her sister. Yes. And then Kristen Ritter and Dreama Walker were both on Don't Trust the Bee together. Yeah, no, I remember You can that. play so many degrees of separation with this TV show. It's insane. It happens yeah. so often. You're just like, ah. Especially with shows like this that have such a large number of cameos or like small roles that keep, you know, coming back. Do you want to talk a little bit about how the show ended? You go through the whole series. 120 episodes not knowing who Gossip Girl is. Mm -hmm. And I was reading on the trivia that they didn't even tell the actors who was going to be Gossip Girl until they read the script. Yeah, I think Penn, uh, Penn, actually, is that his name? Dan, um, he found out right before they shot the scene. I was reading that. I was like, that's insane that he just didn't know. (laughs) 
Yeah, because it seems like he should have known, and I guess maybe it would have given it away to the audience, but it, if when you rewatch it, a whole lot of things yep. either look like foreshadowing that aren't, or it doesn't make sense. Yeah. There's one scene where Blair and Dan are writing to Gossip Girl to find out Juliet's location, and they're sitting in the room with Blair when Gossip Girl responds back. Yeah, that's weird. There's a lot of those things, too. And then I agree with the foreshadowing, because there's, I think I was telling you yesterday, like, there's the scene, of, I think it's the very first episode where they say something about Gossip Girl and then the sh- next shot is on him. Yeah. So like, um, is that them throwing hints or do they not know? Like, I wonder what that was. But yeah, there's so many situations where either he had minions and we didn't know about them or it doesn't make sense that he just was able to quickly or like some of the stuff that they would say like I was surprised that I guess he involved everybody including like his own family mm-hmm. which was crazy to me because sometimes yeah. there'd be something about Jenny. And I'm like, wait, what? Is he just writing about it and not saying anything? I don't understand. Or there was situation stuff that he clearly didn't want to get out. And then all of a sudden it's out there. Like him banging the teacher. Yeah. Like like... a lot of teacher banging. Also a ridiculous amount of underage drinking encouraged by the parents in this show. Oh my God. Insane. It's so ridiculous. I was noticing that yesterday in one of the episodes. They're just like, whatever. Yeah. Lily at one point, she's like, Serena, have some champagne, have a glass of wine, calm down. She's like, mom, I don't really want you. It'll make you feel better. This bitch is 17. What the fuck? No wonder she's sleeping with everybody. (laughs) Chuck is buying. And that's why she was a shitty mom. Chuck is buying bars, but he's not old enough to buy alcohol. That was weird, too. Yeah, or the strip club that he wanted to buy. Yeah. I mean, I guess that just is further verification or proof that this show is not intended to be brain food in any way. It's just very much a fluff piece, very light. And I don't know if they're implying that this is just how the life of the rich and fabulous is, but... It could be. It could be social commentary, or it could just be idiotic. (laughs) I have no idea. You could look at it both ways and make an argument either way. But yeah, I thought it was... I didn't like the idea of Dan being Gossip Girl. I felt like that was a MacGuffin or just like a, let's just make the most ridiculous person ever be Gossip Girl, and there you go. You know who I would have loved, who I really wanted it to be, and I think it was a big thing when it ended, was I would have loved it to be Dorota. I thought that would have been the best. That would have been great. Because she was just always around everything all the time, and it would have actually been really hilarious. I think... The thing with Dan being Gossip Girl is I feel like it's almost predictable because he was the outsider. So why wouldn't he be the one outing everybody? You know, in that sense, it was a little too predictable. And I would have just died if it was Dorota because that would have been amazing. Some of the things that annoyed me in later on seasons, Dorota started off as such a great character in terms of being support and actually giving a shit. But then they made her such a characterization of herself or like such a ridiculous portrayal of, oh, she's just going to be the foreign housekeeper that's like, oh, Miss Blair, we must do this. Oh, no, no, no. And she just stopped having layers to her and just became very one-dimensional. No, I agree with that because I, I, I noticed even in the beginning, she's she's more appreciated as a mother. Kind of, you know, she was there for Blair when her mom was. And I think they highlight that a lot initially, but that does definitely go away as the seasons progress. And I'm just like, oh. It's like she turns into Blair's lapdog that only speaks in the most horrible broken English you can imagine. Yeah. Like, on purpose. Yeah. Oh, no, do this. I'm like, come on. You've been speaking quite well for the past two seasons. Why are you just now speaking in this horrible, like, staccato, ridiculous parody of an accent? (laughs) No, I agree. I I just... I wish that they... Yeah, I wish that they would have kept her the way they had her in the first season. And I wish that they would have just made her Gossip Girl. Because I think that would have been... For me, personally, it would have been really fun. That would have been way more fun. And I think it would have been, like, a hidden... It would... I think people were starting... 
starting to think that it was her, but I think it would have just fit more perfectly than someone that was an outsider and a writer and all these things that you would assume someone that has a blog or something would have, right? So Yeah, and they just go, oh, you don't expect it because it's a boy and it says Gossip Girl. (laughs) 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 It's like, no... No, it's not really. It's not really that great a play on words. Uh. Yeah, I know. Is there anything else that you would change about the show or anything that you wish they had done differently? Oh, let's see. Honestly, I wish that, like, I think just going, I think all the characters are great. I think their progression was really good. They definitely all had their nuances and things that they were obnoxious about. So I think character-wise, I think I'm happy with the way the story went and stuff. Uh, I think the only thing would be to change who Gossip Girl is. And maybe even, like, I feel like Chase Crawford is actually a pretty good actor. And I wish that they would have given him more to do meet to a story yeah and because if you see him in other stuff he's actually not bad no and i think his story his backstory was interesting enough to where it could have had a lot more to it but he was always kind of a part of it but it was never him whether it was his dad or his cousin or whatever so i wish that they would have grandfather yeah so i wish that they would have you know kind of given him more than just a good-looking guy that sleeps around with people <laughs> what i would have done differently is made it less episodes or fewer seasons because i feel like they started to recycle plot lines yeah. And become kind of redundant. When you've got Nate who went in season two and had the affair with the married woman or the older woman, and then he does it again in season four, I'm like, okay, clearly you've run out of things to do with some of these characters. You start seeing, like, Georgina comes back and she starts to throw a wrench into things. Yeah, she came out, like, three times, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is getting a little bit predictable and boring, and it's like, same thing, different location. That's why we moved to LA. I kind of wish that they had made it a shorter run, so then you don't have that replaying of same old storylines, where it's just, so that would have been the only thing that I really would have changed. Other than that, giving some of the secondary characters a little more layers, Lily and Rufus and Eric. I actually liked Eric. Eric was fine, but then when they tried to make him a nemesis for Jenny, I'm like, this is just stupid. Yeah, I think they took his story in a weird way. I actually liked him initially. Yeah, I liked him initially a lot, especially when he was secretly dating the guy that was in the closet. That was stuff where you actually felt bad for him and you saw him stand up for himself, but then it was Eric versus Jenny or Blair versus Jenny and you had like the 15th time where they're facing off. They had so many episodes. The first season, all of them were like 20 plus. 25 episodes. Shows would be lucky to have that much of a order now. Going on. I mean, to get 120 episodes in six seasons, somebody else do the math, that's roughly 20 episodes a season. That's insane. Considering Grey's Anatomy is in a 14th season and just hit 200 or 300. Uh, the other thing, we were talking about the fashion being like a time capsule. You pointed out to me when we were talk- like talking off air or whatever or in the chat about their phones, oh, like the technology. All of the different, like, razor phones and, like, the little the bl- slide messengers and the texting. Yeah, the Blackberries. It was so funny. And I saw the part where Tuck's following someone. And I'm like, he has a Blackberry and it looks so funny. And the pictures and stuff, I'm like, this is hilarious. Or all those phones, like, slid around. It, I don't even... <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find some, like, old school phones or whatever to post on there so people can know what the hell we're talking about. The sliding yeah. phones like, slid up. It had the full keyboard for you to message and stuff. This is intense. It was so funny. It's hilarious. And I think we were... You were talking talking about how The Wire came out back then too. It's funny because you watch these shows, whether it's like advancement of technology or whatever it is, it's like insane how much has happened in the last 10 years to where that feels like it was ages ago. It feels like looking back at Zach Morris's phone almost. Exactly. It's just like, wait, what? It's archaic and so, so dead. Like it's, it's not even in my brain anymore. But then when I see it, 
I remember wanting to get that phone because I thought it was, like, awesome at the time. I still want that phone. I'm still going to look for a Zach Morris phone. <laughs> oh, I don't mean Zach Morris, but I'm at some of Blair and Nate's phones and Chuck's phones. Oh, yeah, those. No, I totally want a Zach too. Morris phone. I'd be like Joyce Byers. <laughs> like- yeah, no, I look at, I was, uh, I noticed, I think Chuck was the one that had the Blackberry. And I'm like, it's so funny because those phones were so big. Yeah. Like, everyone loved having their little, and it meant you were important because it looked like an important business phone. Well, and then it went, like, because that was in the beginning of the series and then so six years you've got the advancement of technology you see the phones getting smaller and smaller these little yeah. tiny little slick razors and now we've got our <laughs> kind of limb bricks that we're carrying around that are all just flat but seeing them fold phones or snap them shut that made me laugh it was hilarious every time where are you or just the way the text looks i'm just like this is oh like, yeah oh man where are you <laughs> all right reeves i'm going to ask a pivotal question that signifies the end of the episode are you ready to tell me who you're gonna marry bang and kill Yes, I am. Okay, I'm ready for you. Go. Let's see. I think I would marry Dan, F, Nate, kill Chuck. All right, I'm going to fuck your head up. I'm going to marry Chuck. <laughs> oh, dang. I'm going to F, Nate, and I'm going to kill Rufus. Because I hate his fucking name. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I, I, Rufus or Lily, that's uh, not that's I not could bad. not give any less of a shit about their marriage. She was such a cold-hearted it. I forgot how mean the grandma was, too. Initially. Oh, my God. Cece was horrible, too. That whole family probably should stop inbreeding and never <laughs> produce another heir. Oh, my God. Freaking Vanderwood. That's what I'm going to go with. All right, Reeves, do you want to tell everybody real quick where they can find your blog? Yes. So you can uh, check out my blog on watchwithreeves.com and the same handle for Twitter, watchwithreeves. And you can check out all my articles that I do on my own blog as well as for anybody else all on the Twitter. So check it out. I love that you call it the Twitter. (laughs) The Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) It's on the Twitter. Sorry to call you out, but that made me laugh. That's actually funny. <laughs> it's on the Twitter. It's going to become a trend now. Everybody's going to be calling it the Hashtag Twitter. the Twitter. Hashtag the Twitter. As always, Rabbit Ears is a proud member of the Podfix Network. You can find other Podfix shows at podfixnetwork.com. We're also presenting our original content right now. I believe they're wrapping up with everybody being pissed off at fantasy football. I'm wrapping up with them being done with fantasy football because I don't care about football, so that's exciting for me. And I believe the next show that's going to be coming out is the Wizard Rewind. And then after that, I think Dave is doing something with Star Wars. And I hate Star Wars, so... Boo! (laughs) Anyway, please feel free to go on Apple Podcasts and leave a review for Rabbit Ears or rate and subscribe. Either way, I'll appreciate it. And if you don't, that's cool too. I don't care. You do you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Reeves, thank you so much for coming on again. I have so much fun talking TV with you. Well, thank you for having awesome. me. I love coming on here, and I can't wait to be back. Okay, so I need you to watch Peaky Blinders, because that premieres tomorrow for season four, and I need you to watch Ripper Street. Those are the two that I want to save to talk with you about, because I feel like you and I both appreciate a lot of that kind of... It's a different style of TV, because you and I have talked now about the lighthearted and the levity with Gossip Girl and with Saved yep. by the Bell. I want to get into some of the darker, twisted, fucked up shows. Yes, I'm so down. I actually love uh, Jack the Ripper type stuff. I think it's so interesting. I got really hooked on watching that new ABC show that got canceled, but I watched it anyway. It was about... I had the guy from Revenge in it, but it was really good until they... And it was about Jack the Ripper. Okay, those of you who are wanting to be caught up for whenever Reeves and I do our next shows, Peaky Blind and Ripper Street are both on Netflix. Get your ass on there and watch it. That's it for us. You guys have a fantastic day or night, depending on when you're listening. And we are out. This 
was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Wake up. What are you dreaming about?